Hey you guys, and welcome to another Monday Mornings with Michael. I am Michael, of course, your host, and today is September 19th, 2022, and let me start out by saying happy Monday. I hope your day is starting out great, that you are pumped up and ready for a new week ahead of you that really just has endless possibilities of what you can all accomplish. Wow, isn't that exciting? I think so. Let's start by asking you though, as always, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Did you have a chance to rest, recover, recoup, and really get ready for this week that is starting out right now? Because I know, as I've mentioned so many times before, it really does make such a big difference if you have that one day or even just a few hours to prepare for what is coming up. I can let you know though that here it rained. I know. Take that, you know, take that back a few seconds. Wait, what? Yeah, it rained. If you remember two weeks ago, we were having weather that was like in the 100 degrees. At one point, it was 109 degrees Fahrenheit in the Bay Area where I am at. And then, you know, two weekends later or so, like we have rain. <laughs> and not just like drizzle rain, because a lot of times our weather apps here will say like, oh, you have rain coming your way. And then it'll drop from like 70% to 50 to 30 and once it's you know anything lower it's just like it's not gonna happen this time though it actually did happen and it was raining quite hard and wow it was it's always fun when that happens especially after we get such hot weather and we've been going through that but then at the same time i'm like okay yes i wanted cooler weather i'm not sure i wanted a ton of rain yet which that's besides the point because like it was just like one day of rain but it is like making me think towards the not just fall but winter and like oh no like last year we had so many rain days <laughs> which is good yes we need a lot of rain california in general is like a desert climate if you look at how much rainfall you get and that's why it is very nice because it's not like the desert desert say like arizona where it gets super hot but the climate is where it doesn't rain a lot we have a ton of sunshine a lot of great weather but that comes at the expense of not having a lot of water <laughs> to you know take care of the land and the people and all of that a whole nother discussion but you know it was nice to get some rain the plants the flowers everything is going to be so grateful for that but i think the main crazy thing from this weekend was really recovering from that golf event that i helped out at on friday so if you remember that i left off last monday saying i was gonna email the person or maybe i said i did email because i did that before and was like hey so are we still having the event? I haven't heard anything. <laughs> well, after, you know, getting finished with that interview and posting it, I actually got an email from him that said like, hey, can you call me? And I was like, oh goodness, calling? Like, what does that mean? Is it canceled? You know, I already took work off. I did all of this to prepare. And I mean, not a ton of stuff to prepare, but enough where like I changed my schedule around to have this. And I know he had put a lot of money, the charity had put a lot of money into getting this going. So I was like, that's even worse if it's canceled. But I eventually got on a call with him and he said he mainly just finished everything up himself and that we were still on for it and that we were gonna talk. We set a, a date to call the next day to walk through the schedule I had created for like the day of. And then I also had lists for like items to bring to make sure we didn't forget anything. And we as in he didn't forget anything because I don't have any of the supplies. My job was to show up and I brought a thing of coffee from Starbucks. I got a traveler on my way in. So that's all I needed to do. But we had that call on Tuesday 
and then just kind of left it out like, okay, it was a two-hour call. So we got through a lot of stuff, went over so much. And he said it was really helpful, and it was really helpful, especially for me just to know we were on the same page and that like, yes, we are having this. And yes, it is going to be somewhat organized or as organized as we can have it because I'll go into that in a bit. But you can plan for everything and things can still go wrong so <laughs> we did our part at least and then it was just like showing up on friday so i got there at 6 a.m it was in milpitas which isn't too far away it was a little under 20 minutes to drive there up in kind of the the hills so not the mountains because you could see the mountains right before but we are in where i'm at the silicon valley so we are below and then we have mountains surrounding us so it's kind of up in the hills so not quite to the mountains but in the hills where you could still see over the whole bay area very beautiful very pretty had a giant lake on the golf course all the the course was green and then the surrounding hills that weren't part of the course were brown so i was like yep that's what this course would be if they weren't watering it as much as they did and i did take an event class in college where we talked about golf courses as part of you know an event section to have and we did visit a golf course and did a lot with that and they are very expensive to upkeep just the grass alone and the cutting you have to do and the you know, recycled water that they should have. I'm pretty sure, especially in California, because California has tons of rules over everything that they do have to have recycled water so that they can conserve on water because they're spending a ton of money and a ton of water just making sure their grasses can stay green and beautiful. And if you have your own lawn and you know how difficult it is to, to keep weeds out or to keep it looking good, you really appreciate when you see a golf course and you're like, wait, this is all real. Like all of this is real. It looks like fake grass. And there's just like, no, yes, this is real. And just like, whoa, that is insane. But we got there, set things up. We were a little behind schedule for setting things up because I don't know, they wanted to set up in this one spot, but then the guy, you know, my boss for the event, he wanted it in a different spot because that's where we were going to have lunch anyway. So it was kind of like, where do we go? What do we do? And it was so dark too, which makes it kind of tricky. And then we did, though, get set up in time for people to start checking in. And overall, I would say it went great as an event. It was a success. It was the first annual event for this charity. So that alone, you know, there's so much that you can learn from doing your first event for anything. But especially when it comes to this, because they, you know, the guy above me, he didn't have event experience. So that's kind of why I came in and was helping out. And so I think he learned a lot. I learned a lot too, because I've never done a golf tournament before. I've done a lot of other events. An event is an event. That's what I would say. Yes, you can have different like fun things thrown in that I may not have experience with, which is what it comes to with golf. Like I learned a lot about golf in these, you know, I would say a few short hours, but it turned out to be a lot longer than we thought it would be. So in that like half day that I spent there, I learned a lot about golf and all that. But essentially an event is an event so that's kind of how it went it was you know it came together in about two to three months so seeing all that you know and like whoa it came together in that short of a time was pretty incredible and also like i don't know how it all came together but it did because typically you would need at least like a year or like six to nine months more than like the nine to twelve months to plan out this sort of an event but there was about like 40 golfers there we had maybe around 10 volunteers so there was a good amount of people there and then some other people that came just for the barbecue lunch that we had. So overall, it was, I think, very good <laughs> seeing like the back end of like, wow, it all came together very quickly. And kind of my 
whole part with it was that I was like the day of event coordinator. And I know a lot of people don't really understand <laughs> what that is. Or when I've been talking to people, I'm like, hey, I'm helping run this event. They're like, so what does that mean? So I thought I might as well share it here in case you were also wondering. But basically, I show up, I help set things up. I run things according to the schedule that was created or that in this case that I created for this event. So I have like a timeline making sure we're doing that, assigning volunteers spots to volunteer in once they show up. So kind of like checking in, hey, what's your name? Okay, cool. We're going to have you over here. And then also utilizing them as the event goes on of like, okay, you guys, now we're going to switch over to this. Can I get some help doing this? Now we're going to do that. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much. You guys are good just to hang out now or go and grab your lunch now. <laughs> that sort of a thing. And then just also checking in with them at their different stations as the event is going. So kind of like wandering all over like, hey, how's it going? You need anything? I also, there was a beer tent that we had. So there's a woman working there. So I hung out a lot with her because she was kind of on the course at one of the first holes. And, you know, it just it looked so boring. So I went over. There was also a photographer there that was taking photos of our people in the tournament as they were coming up. So I kind of hung out with them and would wander from their section back to the other section with the volunteers. It was also checking in the caterers once they came, showing them where they could set up, answering any questions they had. So kind of just managing the event, if that makes more sense of like managing the people that were there and then a lot of the crew and staff because the actual guests were participating in the tournament. So they were gone for such a long time. And that, as we I keep going, is what we were kind of like, oh, wow, this is a lot different than we planned because we thought me and another woman there who was kind of like assisting me and helping with it, we thought they were just doing the back nine holes. So like at the back of the course, cause that's where they're like, we're starting you out on the back nine or the lower nine, however they say it. And we're like, okay, cool. And we had on our schedule that they were supposed to be done at 12. And the woman there, she was like, yeah, that's good timing. It'll take about that much time to get through that. And then we'll be ready because we were supposed to have most of them finished around 12. Then as they trickle in, because not everyone finishes at the same time, but around 12, they'd be finishing. Then we'd have them, go over to the putting contest on the putting green. Yeah, there's a whole section just for putting. <laughs> and that's where they would have a contest with some different prizes. We'd have an MC there and we would just go from there. And then that would kind of be our activity pre-lunch. So post-golf, pre-lunch, and then into lunch at 1 p.m. While they were eating, we would have the slideshow where we're thanking the people that helped out, the sponsors, the volunteers, um, giving some different awards out, like, you know, like a a legacy award and another type of award to someone who was in the contest and then go through all the prizes of the people that won the different awards and prizes so that's how it was supposed to be however as people were coming by the beer <laughs> the beer tent i was asking like oh hey how's it going what are you guys up to and then all of a sudden we started realizing they were starting with the back nine and then they were going around to the front of the course to do the other nine so they were doing 18 holes and there was no way they were going to be done by 12. The woman that was working with me, she's like, she she knew golfing and had golfed and like she was a part of the family that was running the, the tournament. And they, she was like, that's going to take like six hours in total to do a full golf course. You know, it's not going to be the like two and a half to three hours. It's going to be double that. So they started at like 8.30 and instead of ending around, you know, a little before 12 or at 12, they didn't get done till about 1.45, almost 2 o'clock, probably a little after 2 by the time all the teams 
were there. And so that alone, I was like, oh my gosh, we were already, you know, like for the volunteers, we did a lot before when people were, before people showed up, then kind of as they were showing up, then we were just kind of like hanging out because they were all on the course. We moved things around that we needed for the next stage. But then we were told like, oh, we have another like hour and a half to two hours than we had expected to just wait and be here. But in the meantime, like the MC was traveling on her way because she hadn't been told. And I did see the guy running it because he was also golfing and the self-service was also very bad up there, of course. So by the time he came in, I was like, oh, can we tell her like to come a little bit later? And he's like, she's already on her way. And then the food people were supposed to come I think they were coming out like 12.30 about or maybe a little after 12. And so I checked them in and then they're like, well, food's going to be ready at one. And so I was like, oh my goodness. But I had talked with the guy above me and he had said like, yeah, it's fine if the volunteers eat first. So that was kind of the game plan that changed around was rather than having the guests eat first and then the volunteers are having us together, we would go ahead and send the volunteers first. So once the food is ready, we sent all the volunteers, go get your food now so that they could eat and then be done by the time the actual guest showed up, which I think is actually good. That's how I would plan it if I did my own event of like have the volunteers eat first. That way their bellies are full. They have more energy to then finish out the rest of the event because at that point they should be serving and helping the golfers, the guests, whoever it may be at your event so that they're not having to be like super hungry and crabby because there were so many of us, like we all started pretty early and I did have a banana for breakfast and I brought a, a pack of pretzels in my bag because I knew I would be hungry, but a lot of other people didn't know that. So we were all very, very hungry and the food was so good. I don't think I've eaten food that fast in a really long time because one, I didn't want to be sitting down for too long because I needed to be like walking around to make sure everything was going all right. But two, I was just so hungry and was like, wow this is good food and I am just so hungry. So it doesn't really matter what the food is, but yeah, it was good. So as they were coming in at 145 though, they, we thought, you know, we'd just follow along with the schedule. So send them to the punting contest, just get that over with so then we can eat and be relaxed. But how they came in was right past the food table. And if you've been out golfing for so many hours, what are you going to do? You're going to grab food and eat because you are hungry. So that was completely understandable, but also was like, okay, so that's another change to the plan and that we still have to try to fit in this putting contest, but they're eating and they should start, you know, the first round of people should start being finished with eating, but basically they were all just sitting there. So they're probably tired, wearied from being in the sun and drinking a lot because they <laughs> kept going by and getting more beer. And that's what the woman that was helping me was saying like, oh, they're going to like, cause they had said they were getting backed up and she's like, once they start drinking, then they get really chatty and then they start kind of messing around and then it just slows everything down. And I was like, oh wow. Okay. So maybe it's not a good idea to be drinking <laughs> on the course, which I don't drink. So, you know, I wouldn't know that. I mean, I wouldn't know that just because I think, you know, if you have something to do, why would you add inhibitors <laughs> that would inhibit you from doing that? But they are there to have fun. So that's the other side of it as like, the guests that are there, they're not there to be boom, 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 go from one thing to the next. They're there to have a great time and to have fun. And I know they did within that. So after they ate, then we took quite a while to wild, like round them up. And that's what the MC she was doing to get them all over there. And then they were having the putting contest and way more people were participating. They were buying new tickets for it and just really going at that, which was great. 
but at the same time it was like going very slow and they were like chatting with people between the people and I was like oh my goodness this is just delaying it even further so instead of like going insane with watching that I went back to where they had all come from and was cleaning up garbage resetting the tables the chairs getting it ready for the next part which would be the award ceremony and that's what I kind of expected to be doing anyways but just so funny to see like okay they're having fun but also they are not being efficient with the time. And this one guy kept like grabbing the microphone and adding a little like two cents comments here and there. And I would be like, send him away. We need to get through this. Keep going, you guys, because like we wanted to get to the awards, but you could tell people like it was already a long day and they were going to start leaving. They had their food, you know, they finished golfing, they had their food, they did the putting contest, they could see if they won or not instantaneously. And then if not, like what was there to keep them? Well, they, we had awards, and we had awards for the first place team, the second place team, and the losers, which they called the Perseverance team. And so that was kind of the tricky part, but it did all come together. We got through them. Probably only like half of the people were there for the awards, so that was something as we talk about for next year and the coming years of like, okay, how can we rework the schedule so that we can have a majority of the people there? Because that is a big part of it in like having that sort of an event it's not just there to play but it's to show like why are we here what are we doing this cause for who are the people we can thank as well as we want to give awards to you all so you know just being there and the funny thing was the perseverance award they weren't there to receive the award so they you know everyone was joking like oh they didn't even persevere <laughs> to get to the award ceremony because they would have won beer glasses that said perseverance award <laughs> overall though you know it was good and it was very behind schedule and we did just have to adjust with things and go with the flow but at the same time that's how events are and hardly ever does an event go exactly according to plan we did get out of there kind of around the same timing i was thinking of like I thought around 4 or 4.30, it ended up being not till like maybe 4.45. So I was home a little after 5 p.m. And then we had a grocery shop, so my day kept going. <laughs> but I had, you know, when I do the event schedules, kind of counted like they'd be gone around 2 or 2.30. Then we'd have another hour to clean at 3.30. And then knowing that things always lag and take longer, I was like by 4, like kind of like 4 or 4.30, we should be out of there completely just so that we give ourselves like a hard cutoff time. And so it did kind of go to that, but like leading up to it on that Tuesday when we talked, the guy was like, oh, it won't go that late at all. No, no, no. So I kind of did think we were going to be out of there, you know, around maybe 2.30 or 3 and still have an afternoon. But this was like all the whole day until the evening. So it was good. I had already rescheduled the dog walking that I would have had to have done. And I was potentially going to bike with a friend reschedule that to this week too so i was like oh it's a good thing because it did take the entire day but from here with that event we will have a call sometime soon in probably this next week or so to talk about how the event went see the good things the things we could improve and then see what our game plan is for next year's event it's just a really helpful thing to do if you ever plan an event or have an event or maybe you're not even planning it but you're a part of an event you should really push the person in charge to try to plan a time to talk after the event to really go over things because in a year's time if it is an annual event you're not going to remember everything that happened you'll remember some of the good stuff some of like if there was a tragically bad thing 
you're going to remember that. But the smaller things, you're not going to remember. Your memory will override it with like, oh, it was so fun, wasn't it? And then you're going to most likely repeat some of those smaller mistakes that you could have prevented. So that's what we want to do with this one is like figure out what were some of those smaller things and how can we improve that for next year. So I would urge you if you are working on an event, you should also try to do that as well. One last fun thing though with this event is that I actually did get to drive my first golf cart. I had never driven one before and I had to actually return one. They called it a limo, but it had like could fit six people. So it was longer than a normal golf cart. And I had ridden it with the, the beer guy who was setting up the beer tent, but then he was participating in the event. And then the lady who was with him had to stay with the tent. So I was like, well, I guess I have to return this, right? And they're like, yeah, go and return it. I was like, hoo hoo, I don't actually know how to drive this, but let's try. And it's weird because the key can stay in there going forward. And then I'd seen when the guy had parked it, you pushed, it looked like a brake pedal. So like on the side where you would brake a giant pedal, but it was really just the parking brake. So like a park pedal. And then you like push it down and it pops up to release that. And then you push the gas and it goes, hooray, that's just like driving. But the interesting thing is there isn't a brake pedal. So when you take your foot off of the gas, it slowly comes to a stop. Or if you're already going slow, it just stops. So that was weird of like just reflexively like going to move my foot over to brake and be like, oh, you just have to lift your foot up a little bit and then it stops. So I think that was fun. Another experience where I was like, cool, this is a new skill that I didn't have. I have now driven a golf cart, which is like very minor and little in the grand scheme of things, but I'm not a golfer. I'm not interested in golfing. I like none of it looked fun from the aspect of being a participant or a guest for the event, but rather it was fun running the event and doing what I already knew I liked to do and kind of managing and running, running around and having the high energy, high stress, figuring out things on the fly. And then a lot of working with a ton of different people, whether it was the guests at the event, the people that were running it above me, checking in, letting them know, them know how it's going, the vendors that were coming in, the volunteers. Like I talked with a lot of people and that is a lot of fun too, of like, we're all in this together. And then like, okay, see you guys next year, maybe in one year, if you come back, if I come back, if we all come back in one year, see you then. <laughs> so I think that's enough though about the events. I wanted to go into though some takeaways as you're getting your week started because I think there is a lot that you can take just from what I shared about the event as we look to it in your own life and in your own business. And so to that, I would say like just like the event that I worked on or the events I've worked on, your life and your business, your pursuits will also most likely not go exactly according to your own plan. There are so many instances where I can see even in my own life that like, oh, I thought it would go like this, 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 and this, and it didn't at all. And I'm sure you can as well, where, you know, we have one way we want to go and we want to try to force ourselves into this way. However, things go awry and different things pop up that either send us off the path slightly or, you know, they can even send us onto another path completely, maybe going a whole different direction. And you're like, what? This is not what I wanted. This is not what I had planned. And I would say the first few times it happens, it can be unsettling, unnerving, upsetting, and very uncomfortable. Just like you don't know what's happening. You know, as humans, we typically don't like change. We like to be in complete control and we always want to be right. <laughs> and part of that is like, 
you know, that's just how we are and how we're built and like wired and like, yes, we're going to do this, this, and this. However, that just isn't how life works. God does have a plan for your life though, and it might be completely different than what you're thinking, but it may be things that will actually make you happy or bring you prosperity and even fulfillment to your life. So be encouraged in knowing that you can plan things out to a certain extent, but then you really just have to trust that God has got your back, that he knows better, and you really just have to try and enjoy and learn from all that comes your way. Because just as with event management, the first few events that I worked on and when I had things go different than I thought, it was very stressful and it felt awful. I didn't expect that things one, two, and three would all happen at once in that one event. And I had planned everything out, so why would this happen? But they did happen. And so you had to adjust. However, though, the more experience I got with running events, I kind of know what to expect. I know that something is going to happen that yes, we can have backup plans, but that once we're there and on the event, so like once we're on the golf course and things happen, we really just have to go with the flow. Like we can't tell the golfers, stop golfing. We need to eat now. <laughs> stop what you're doing. Like just scratch the rest of the tournament. But we have to be flexible, be willing to make changes and do really the very best you can do in that moment in time. And this can be the same for your own life as well. So like, yeah, that's kind of what happens in events. If you didn't know, if that kind of stuff excites you, then maybe you look into being an event manager or helping out with events. But if it doesn't, I would then look at this in your own life. Like sure, hard times and unexpected twists are difficult to live in and through. You know, I wouldn't, you don't wish that on people. Like, oh, I hope you have some hard times in your life. But with each of these, I would say you do learn and gain so much that can be then used to strengthen yourself and that you can then use in the journey ahead of you. So that is something that you will hear from people that have had hardships in their life or really when things have gone unexpected because it doesn't have to be hard, but it can be like, I thought I was going to work in this and no. I I switched and now I'm over here. Like I thought I was going to be a first responder, a policeman, a fireman, kind of all three, including EMT combined. But no, that didn't go through. So I had to wait a whole nother year to then realize, oh, I just need to leave the full-time job I'm in. Thought I was going to write a book, figure things out. Didn't write the book. Ended up starting my own business, which is this business here. And then see like, oh, I completely shifted from working at a startup to being a, a community manager, customer service, to then thinking I was going to be a first responder to now... I am still working my morning job, making money there, and then started my own business, and now I'm a business owner, potentially gonna start another business in the next few months as well. So like, what, that's crazy. And there was a lot of hard times within that and unexpected times and just being like, I don't know what's happening, but we just have to go with the flow. And even now I'm still like, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I just need to go with the flow and, and make sure I can just keep going. So I think that is encouraging and that you can be encouraged in that like, yes, we all go through this. We go through these times. And if you are someone that is, you know, really not good at change or when unexpected things or hard times come, know that it can get better and that you can get better at dealing with them and experiencing them. Just sort of what we have mentioned through the event of like knowing that it's going to happen and that you can plan and you should plan ahead, but at a certain extent, you do have to let go. You have to let go of control of these things, and as we say, kind of as we close this episode, is here are some things that may be able to help you through these times, and if you already have these, then it's just a good reminder for yourself, a positive mindset, 
being optimistic, being flexible, willing to go with the flow when needed. Sometimes you do need to hold your ground and be like, no, this is not what we're doing <laughs> or not what should be happening. But a lot of times when it is out of your control, you just have to go with the flow. Standing up against it, you know, you're going to last a little bit, but then you're still going to be pushed over and have to go with the flow. So save yourself the time, the stress, the anger, anxiety, and just be like, okay, this is something I can't control. We'll just go with it. And that knowing that you can really only show up and give the best that you can give in that moment, that I think is so helpful. You know, you can't change other people and you can't typically change the circumstances when you come upon a hard time, an unexpected time, a twist and turn in your storybook that you are the main character in. You know, you, you can't always change that, but you can show up, you can be the best that you can be in that moment, on that day, in that event in that experience that you're in. So I hope that is helpful and that you do have a great start to your week, that you have a very great Monday. We don't have a business conversation for you this Thursday, but I will be on with a new business segment. So get excited for that and we'll be talking to you all very soon. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.